Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. everybody welcome back to the real down it almost looks like a normal show this time yeah. your host jimmy skinner's back daddy g new daddy yes, how sir. are you doing new dad uh tired yeah, <laughs> as expected uh yeah a little exhausted but it's been a long couple days but uh yeah dad now so how does it feel yeah. any different i mean obviously there's like a new person in the house but like has it fully hit you yet or you're just kind of like wake up every morning like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I think it's starting to hit me pretty good. Uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that dad strength to, to start coming in, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to get a jump on that since Kristen's <laughs> expecting. I've been pounding the gym. Yeah. But I'm hoping, well, uh, it just like activates all at once. What What's the, the biggest difference with you that you've noticed so far? Because you're already um, exhausted because you, you don't sleep, you work, and you fish. Yeah. Uh, it just added to that. But uh, I think I'm, like, a lot more considerate of, like, other people now. And, like, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, like, just kind of what other people are going through and <laughs> trying <deep>. to be. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought you were going to be like, diapers are expensive and babies throw up a lot. No, you went deep. I like it. He hasn't been throwing up very much, uh, but he's, knock been, on uh, some wood, he's been brother. blowing up some diapers. And... Oh, dude. Until until you start to get them on like formula or solid foods, it's rough. Yeah. And then the transition's rough, and then it finally like starts to change. So I'm, I'll, you know, I'm a big advocate for get them into the, the solid foods as quick as you can. But I work. Figure it. it all out. You'll figure <laughs> yeah. it all out. How's Mama doing? She she good? Yeah, she's doing really good. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty long labor, so it was like thirty something hours. So she's got a little recovery to do and sleeping to catch up on. But oh, yeah, those, those times have passed. Um, yeah, there's, there's no catching up on sleep until that kid goes to college. Yeah, uh, we had a doctor's appointment today, and. Um, she was saying something about how he keeps her up all night. And the doctor's like, yeah, you're a night person now, whether you like <laughs> it or not. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's cool, man. So obviously you haven't had time to do anything else. Um, I know I texted yeah. you last week and was like, hey, are you planning on recording? Since I was going to be, I had a whole fiasco here with a tree and yeah. a tree crew and uh, a my they crushed my driveway, crushed my sidewalk. Oh, that's good. Yeah, crushed my neighbor's driveway, crushed one of his columns. Good lord. Yeah, just I don't everything even, out. Buddy, I was wasn't stressed. I was just like hot. Yeah. But they cleaned it all up. They fixed everything ish. Um, I'll probably make it look a little better just because it's kind of how I do things. But uh, yeah, I texted you last week and you were like, "Yeah, no, um, well, we're going to the hospital tonight," and I was like. <laughs> You still at work? You're like, yeah. <laughs> so you should probably leave. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, like, I got home from a conference uh, in Memphis on uh, Monday night at like midnight, and then I had to go to work the next morning. And then she had her appointment at work, at, or while I was at work, and then uh, the doctor was like, "Yeah, you're going in tonight." <laughs> And I was like about to take my lunch break. I was like, well, I think I'm just going to go home. <laughs> yeah, it's a good move. Well, that's cool, yeah. dude. I'm glad uh, it's got me kind of pumped up and then nervous because we've got until November. But it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, it will. That's and, uh, that's how I was like. I was like, oh, I thought I had another week and a half or so. And like it's, he he wasn't actually technically due till tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I keep. I'm hoping that he comes earlier versus later because later gonna get into my thanksgiving me and this kid don't need to start off on a bad note <laughs> yeah. you know, thanksgiving's it's one of my one of my holidays buddy but uh i don't know it's cool that you know close friends with you and you're going through it now so it kind of helps me which i mean this is your first time i've done this once but it's been yeah. 12 years ago so it's like basically like I've never done it because it's like, I mean, I remember some of it, but <laughs> it's going to be, it's uh, gonna be a, little, a good little refresher. Uh, yeah. I keep messing with Kristen. I was like, yeah, after this, we got to have like three or four more. And she's like freaking out. Like, no. <laughs> well, it's cool to be back. Uh, got the gang back together again, at least for right now. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure if back. I was going to have you. I, I postponed starting up the new show um, until you get into the groove of the dad stuff. Uh, so you real down fans are stuck listening to 
my ugly mug for at least a little bit longer, <laughs> which I'm probably still be doing this show too. Cause I don't know. I've been doing it so long. It'd be weird not to. Yeah. It'd be weird without you there, man. It's like not the same show anymore. Yeah. It's been, it's been three years or something like that. It's crazy. Wow. But, uh, Figured we'd do a good, uh, a little bit, not really different, but uh, something that I haven't got to talk about yet. Um, and it's coming to my backyard, and I'm going to uh, fish the event, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to have uh, Mr. Vinny come on, the commish. Everybody, if you're in kayak fishing and you tournament fish, you probably know who this guy is. Like, even before, I mean, I, I think back to, like, I always knew who Steve Owens was. You always knew mm-hmm. who Chad Hoover was. I always knew who Vinny was. Just from when I come in, you hear certain names. So, uh, what's up, man? Well, How he's you? probably seen something that he's been involved with. Absolutely. Not realize it. Well, I, I appreciate that. I hope it's always in, in good conversation that my name is brought up. But um, <laughs> oh, thanks for yeah. having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you, you listed a pretty good group of guys there that I'm in conversation with. So, that's always something good to hear but uh daddy g congrats on being a new dad appreciate um, it you will be tired for the next few years just get used to yeah. it <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna accept that uh like a couple hours of sleep is my new normal now but, i mean that was your normal before i don't think it's any different you just don't really get to choose those hours anymore yeah i don't get to choose the hours that's my <laughs> <laughs> well uh Vinny, for anybody that might be new to the kayak fishing world tournament world just any of that in general. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, where you come from and what you do. So uh, I represent the Carolinas. Um, my my club that I own here is called Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing. Charlotte is the Queen City. I actually live right below the border in South Carolina, a little town called Rock Hill. But I've been running Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing for nine years. Um, I've hosted, I, who knows how many tournaments at this point. 500 tournaments or something crazy. Wow. Um, I've worked with Sivo, who you've mentioned. I've worked with AJ. I work with a lot of smaller local trails here in the Carolinas. And two years ago now, I'm with Native Watercraft for a long, long time. And we decided to jump in the national scene with uh, with our own series. So I'm one of the founders slash directors of the Native No Limit series featuring the Big Bass Power Hour, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. But um yeah, I've done. Yeah, I also fish, or I used to fish a lot more than I used to <laughs> than I do now. But um, I've been on the national scene competing for a few years. I traveled with the Hobie Bass Open Series for three years straight, and a little bit before that, but really committed for three years. Um, got a few TOC cups behind me, and uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm awesome. all over the place. Oh, absolutely. I love, uh, we always talk about it, um, and you're starting to see a lot of the local stuff catch on to it. I've always loved the Queen City four fish limit. It's just (laughs) like, I don't know. I I hate when everybody tries to be different, but I like when there's that first, like, person that's different, you know? So it's original. And I remember when when I first started doing this show and we do tournament recap, I remember, like, the first time I saw... It was like, you know, it was like the winter was 77 inches. And I was like, well, that didn't sound that impressive. And then they were like, no, it's a four fish limit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's different. Yeah. And now we got local clubs here in Alabama that do it. Like, it's just, it's really it's catchy. Oh, yeah. One of the, 
the clubs are trying to stand out from each other a little bit. Um, a couple clubs do KI, some of them do Tourney X. Um, we do five, some clubs do three. And then, then one of them decided last year, he's like, yeah, hell, we'll do four. And I was like, nice. that's so cool. But uh, so that, that's how it started with me. I don't like to be like anybody else, but when I came in the game 10 years ago, the game wasn't what it was now. So, right. you know, you had a series here, a series there, and, and that was yeah. it. So, couple of them around the country were three, a couple were five. So I jumped in at four. I get the question often, are you ever going to switch? And I, I don't, I don't really see a reason to, you know, I think it's other than the people who don't know we're a four fish limit and judge our scores. Like you just said, Oh, 75 inches. Yeah. yeah well, if you have 75 inches, you probably go home with a couple grand. So, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, we like it, man. It's a good, it's a good switch. I like it. Um, it gets talked about a lot when the director meetings come up in the state every year and changes are proposed. Um, for the longest time, three fish was like the standard because it gives your average Joe a chance to have like a freaky fish and a couple yeah. decent fish and, and get in the mm -hmm. money. And then the five fish limit seemed like to be more for seasoned competitor yep. or that's how it always is proposed. And when the four fish limit comes out, no one could tell you anything. They'd be like, well, kind of an in between <laughs> yeah. like a happy medium yeah. between the two. Yeah. It's a good blend. It takes you to that. You need that three pound class, right? You don't need three yeah. five pounders when you have a three fish limit. You don't need five, two pounders. You need a little bit of both. So those three pounders, 17 to 18 inch fish depending on where you live mm -hmm. um it makes for a fun day and and like i said if it ain't broke don't fix it so we're gonna ride with it until oh heck yeah we don't have I'm gonna, to uh brag for a second but like the day the last time i had a chance to fish right before my kid came uh i had a and it's like the best day i've ever had and i had my four fish limit was 88 and three quarter inches like almost 90 inches yeah I feel oh, yeah. bad that you text me about it, and I just was like, "Great!" I was having like a terrible day with all this like <laughs> yeah. tree stuff. He texted me that, showed me pictures, and I was like, "That's fantastic." I had like no like. I was just like, no. I, don't, <laughs> I, "I can't care right now." Like, good job. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great though. You know, he's killer. To yeah, it's like, like two like, days before my kid got here, so I was like riding that high. For that was a while, your like gift from God because that's the last time you're gonna fish. That's the last the time two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought when it happened. I was like, remember this because it's over. I don't know when I'm gonna get the fish again after this one. <laughs> you officially peaked at the perfect time. Like, <laughs> yeah. so we with Queen City, we host two online month long events uh, every month: a North Carolina and a South Carolina. Our North Carolina limit the last two months has been between 86 and 88 inches. Now, I know it's for a month versus what you did in a few hours, but yeah, it's still very, very impressive when you break in oh, that yeah. 80 inch mark. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lot. It takes yeah. a lot to get to do that. Um, yeah. Well, so you know, as we're hitting on this, so we're here to talk about the no limit big bass power hour and talking about four fish limits on one side and then it's kind of an MLF format on the other side. But before we dive into it, you know, as one of the, the founders and directors, like tell me where it kind of came from. Cause, uh, you know, again, it's not been around that long, but it's already had great success, but kind of where it came from, what gap you were trying to fill. Just, just tell us a little backstory on it. Um, so there, there's a great team of other directors involved. Um, we got Chris, we have two Marvins out on the West coast. And we got our buddy Will up in Delaware and we all came together and we have a few native employees who are on the team as well. And, you know, obviously you have the Hobie Bass Open Series, big entity in Hobie, nice big series. Um, Bass was 
splashing around, but not obviously as big as they are right now. So we knew we had two really large entities out there, but realistically, they both offer the same thing, right? Five fish limit, chasing AOI, chasing TOCs, stressful environments, stressful years, lots of travel. So we wanted to have that high level of competition and awesome payouts. But at the end of the day, we wanted you to go home and not worry about having to drive 10 hours to the next event or hell fly to the next event in Wisconsin yeah. like, like I did. So, you know, it was a one and done. Or if you felt like you could make that second event on the East Coast or in the Southeast, then go make it. But it wasn't a necessity. And that's the gap we were trying to fill. And to speak on the other two series, the entry fees are really high. So we wanted to keep our entry fees very affordable. So we came in year one at the $100 mark, which we thought was pretty fair. But as a director, you guys know expenses go up, prizes have to go up, everything's got to go up. So we went up to 125 this year, which still isn't breaking the bank, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's not that $300 entry fee. It's not the 250 plus a week's worth of practice expenses. So it's yeah. a simple entry, uh, mid-level entry fee, a lot of fun in the event with a very, very high ROI. Oh yeah, I feel like that's I'm, a that's a good place to to set it for as far as like just like the person that doesn't really take it super seriously, exactly. they can kind of come in and say, "Hey, I'm comfortable throwing a hundred dollars at something." Uh, Especially with because everybody's got like this is a tournament that the way it's built, you don't have to have five days of practice. Any yeah. any you know goober out there or the fishing pole could catch the big fish of the hour and at least take home a grand and with a hundred dollar, $125 entry fee, huge ROI right there. Yeah. And then you've got the guys. I've, I've never been one of the guys that like, I know people though, that when they go out, they'll catch 30 or 40 fish, you know, 12 inches. Mm -hmm. I'm never that guy. I usually have, you know, five or 10 bites a day, yeah. but they're a little bit better. So like, and that's the beauty plays to them that, that, you know, we didn't even really talk about the format just yet, but that's the beauty of it. You can pick your lane and you can go in to the event with the mentality of I'm going to win big fish for first hour, or you can go into the event and not care if you ever break the 16 inch mark and try to win first place overall. It just really depends on the system, the body of water, the time of the year, all that stuff. So having those two roads that both lead to thousands of dollars, again, adds to that. Anybody can do it. And that fun factor. So Absolutely. We, like we like where we're sitting. We like the results we've seen and uh, hopefully it's something we can continue for a long time. Well, go ahead like and break like down almost, that format. Um, like fishing smaller tournaments within a tournament. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yep. I mean, I can tell you right now, if I get to fish it when it's uh, here in a couple of weeks, I don't, it's got, it's got, I just got to win one hour to make it worth my yeah. trip. Like I already, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'll go to Gunnersville and catch, you know, 40, 15 inches. But I've had too many times on Gunnersville where you catch that one for one slob. Yeah. 20 yeah. And this is the time of year too. Like I was looking when I saw the date that this was, I went back and looked to when I caught my 23 and a quarter on a frog. And it was like within a week. And I was like, See? Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was told that end of August would be an insane frog bite. I'm not going to mm -hmm. sit here and act like I know Gunnersville. I've been to Gunnersville once I came down for, I think three days, pre-fished practice. And I fished the native, no limit. Uh, I'm sorry, the Titans event, what, four yeah. years ago? Yeah. Five years Tournament ago. Tournament of Titans. Yeah. Tournament of Titans. So that's the only time I've been on the big G. Um, 
But I was told if we we're going to go for a no limit style, looking for that big bass power hour, end of August was when to do it. Grab your frogs and let's go fishing. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to pan out. But that's this is when we're doing it. August 26th, Lake Gunnersville. So I think so. I live like 45 minutes from probably the closest ramp. Um, if you research it, everybody says October. I've learned that that's from the bass boat perspective because the yeah. bass boat guys in, you know, June to August, they run offshore on Gunnersville, fish the few ledges that it has, the deeper grass. I've learned in the last few years being in a kayak, you can catch them on a frog pretty good from February till like November. Wow. Yeah, just like, like year round. Just like there, there, two years ago, December and January were the only two months I didn't catch a frog fish on Gunnersville. Wow. And like, it and it's good because we get to the areas that the water stays warmer in the winter it's cooler in the summer with all the shade mm -hmm. and like a lot of the boats don't even go in the areas because the grass the eelgrass is floating it's all mopped up so so i i think this is a really good time a lot of people seasoned on gunnersville you know with 10 15 years of experience they always say september october that's when you got to be down there with the frog no you're august september is key like just stupid hot miserable weather and you'll f just go in the middle of the slop and catch a donkey and it'll be like, like there was a tennessee valley kayak anglers tournament there last weekend and i think like four or five people caught over 90 yeah and then like all the way down to 10th was like high 80s and like most of those guys were fishing frog like yep. like i know the top three were <laughs> like for a fact There's a lot and, of a lot of good frog fishing that yeah. time here and awesome. all over the lake like it's one of the few things that just works just about everywhere out there um you know that's so, a great feeling for a director who's not from the area who's coming seven hours into town to hear that we put it at the right time for success for an entire field of anglers so i'm excited to bring it down there i'm excited to be there and hang out with you all and get to shake some hands of people i only know through social media and uh we'll have a good time Absolutely. Well, so uh, break down the, we'll step back a little bit, break, actually break down the format of, so, I mean, people kind of got the gist of it from that, but yeah. like, tell us how it works, what you win, some of the prizes, some of that stuff. So it is called the no limit series. So we'll start there. Um, it is a no limit event. Any fish 14 inches and up will be counted towards your score for the end of the day. Mm -hmm. If you are looking at tourney X, once the tournament is over, um, or right before we shut off the total leaderboard, you're only going to see 17 fish shown, but we will accept as many 14 inches and up that you catch towards your total score. There will be a payout based on overall standings at the end of the day. Um, I think I have that graphic, or you might have that graphic. I've got it right here. So, Ooh, wrong button. If we let's use let's just use the 125 mark because I think that's pretty realistic. I think that's actually probably under what I want to see. But if we hit the 125 anglers for that no limit payout, if, you, if you're first place, you're going to go home with $1,500. Second place, you're still going home with $1,000. Third, $800. And keep in mind, it's only cost you $125 at this point. And realistically, usually if you're sitting at the top of the no limit standings, you've actually had a shot to win an hour as well. Yeah. So when we talk about winning the hour, um, your longest bass each hour is going to be worth $1,000. So let's say we – I have the launch time here. I think we're launching at 6. Um, 
So launch is five, lines in at 5.30. So between 5.30 and 6.30, if you catch a 24-incher, you're going to win $1,000. You know, if you're a big bass for that hour, you're going to win $1,000 for that hour, plus already have a jump on your no-limit standings. And this year, Native was amazing in going out and picking up some awesome, awesome sponsors. So we have added money and added prizes for each hour of the event this year, which is brand new. Yeah, that's cool. So, Here, I'm going awesome. reshare that. I didn't see that, but there we go. I can, uh, <laughs> so I have it here. I can run through it if you don't have that graphic. I got it pulled up. Sweet. So what about like if you're in an hour and you get like second place big fish in an hour? That doesn't, you don't High get five. anything. High five. <laughs> so so here's a here's a legitimate question, and I'll come back to I'll come back to the screen here in just a second. So is it based off the timestamp of the photo, or if I like if I catch, let's say I catch a 22 at 8.30, but there's a guy that's already got a 23 posted. Can I hold that over for an hour? So a couple things. So no, it's by time captured, number one. Damn. So it's okay. when you take your picture. Number two, you're not going to know who has what because we're going to shut the leaderboard. So you're going to oh. see the leaderboard is going to start off to discourage exactly what you just said. We don't want that happening, right? right. We don't want me catching a fish at 7.59 a.m., looking at the leaderboard, see I'm going to lose by a quarter inch, hang on to it for a few minutes and then sub it for the next hour. So the leaderboard is going to start completely off in the morning, about an hour and a half, two hours, depending on how the bite's going. We're going to turn the leaderboard on on Tourney X, but it's going to be a modified leaderboard. You're going to see totals, but you're not going to see breakdown of fish. So Jimmy is in first place with 350 inches, but we don't have any idea if that's two bass or 50 bass. I hope it's two bass, 350 inches. That would be pretty awesome. Hanging them up yeah. after that, buddy. <laughs> I called a whale. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want anybody trying to sandbag. You know, if you catch a fish with one minute remaining in the hour and you want to risk it, you know, I'm not telling you to do it, but you're gambling either way because yeah. you don't know. We've had 17-inch fish win hours. So you catch that mid-range big fish, right, that 19 and three-quarter, you know, is it going to win an hour? or Should I put it in right now or should I wait for the next hour and take the lead? That's part of the game plan. We don't encourage anybody holding fish, and that's why we shut the board. But um, it's it's part of the game. It's part of the game. So. That's cool. No, I like that. It kind of takes the strategy out of it. Yeah. Uh, it. I don't know. It makes it more fun. It's like yeah. You have literally no clue. You mean you know how good you're doing, but you have zero clue what's happening elsewhere. Basically, other than you know, oh, this guy's already caught 200 inches. Wonder how he got there. Kind of like fishing before Tourney X was a thing, like yeah, at the the ramp judge stuff. Yep. Uh, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, well, uh, I, there were good days, but I don't miss judging like this at the ramp. Yeah, I don't miss that part. So. That did suck. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, having to look at fifty different people's phones. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and go over your your bonus prizes per hour if you want to. I can pull that graphic back up unless you have a more up to date one. I have a better one, and I have one that I can see easier on my end. Okay. Can you want me to share? Can I share? Did you give yeah. me that right? Sweet. I'll share. You're gonna see how many tabs I have really have open right now. <laughs> if you can answer it while you're looking for it, is there uh, what's the tiebreaker for like Time if captured. somebody both like two people submit the same size fish in an hour? Time captured. Time captured. Gotcha. Yep. So can you see my screen right now? Yeah, I got you yeah. pulled up. Sweet. So hour one, um, you're going to get an extra $500 presented by 
hook performance fishing. So you win that first hour and we have over a hundred people, which I imagine we will, you're going to go home with $1,500 cash. Amazing ROI. Wow. Nice. Hour two uh, presented by Yak Attack. You're going to go home with a $500 gift card plus a Black Pack Pro plus your $1,000. Hour three is going to be a Bending Branches Paddle and Angler Classic Versalock plus your $1,000. Hour four is a prize package presented by NRS. It's been like a life vest, some straps, and I want to say some paddle holders. I think it's changed over the three events. Um, hour five is a $500 worth of product package from Yakima. Hour six is $500 worth of Dakota lithium, lithium batteries. Hour seven is $500 worth of Rapala and VMC product. And hour eight is a $500 gift card to Boggs. Sweet. So, you know, realistically, we keep saying $1,000 an hour, but it's really $1,500 an hour cash and prizes, which you're not getting that anywhere else. I'm sorry. You're not. You know, that's that's huge. No. I know. I remember hearing somebody talk about how they were like, yeah, well, the overall winner, it's, you know, not that much. I'm like, I mean, considering everything else that's going into it, that's just about on par. Like, yeah. uh, well, so there's we didn't even bring up the, the big prizes yet. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting um, here looking it, at one of them. <laughs> yeah. So if we hit that 125 angler mark, that's the key right there. If we hit that okay. 125. We're going to have three native watercraft kayaks to give away. We're going to have a first place. That's awesome overall kayak to give away it'll be a propel we'll have a first place big bass so overall big bass of the tournament we'll get a propel kayak as well and then if we do hit the 125 we will give away a falcon 11 to one random angler who has submitted at least one keeper so if we have 90 people catch a 14 incher i'll put them on a wheel and we'll do a random spin that evening at the weigh-in and that lucky angler will go home with a native watercraft falcon 11 and again for those who are listening we have to hit that 125 mark to have those three kayaks i think uh i i meant to check today i was trying to see like if there what other tournaments are happening you know like locally regionally i didn't have anything on my schedule i was just i didn't a second ago yeah i didn't see anything yeah yeah so uh i think it'll get i mean down here folks sign up last minute it's just how it is um, I missed the Spro tournament because I'm one of those guys. I misread the Spro directions two years ago. <laughs> Actually, so it was the the month that I caught the fish I was talking about earlier. I thought you could sign up all the way up to the day before. So went down there, set my camper up, got everything ready, couldn't sign up. Went out and fished because there was no kayak anglers around where I was at that day. Went out and fished anyway, and I ended up catching that fish, and it would have been big bass of the Spro tournament. And I was mm-hmm. just like, God. So I was texting my buddies that were in the Spro tournament, messing with them because they didn't realize I didn't enter. So I'm sending them pictures like I got y'all whooped this year, boys. And I wasn't even in it, but uh, we don't. You don't have to sign up until the day before on this one. Although we would rather you guys sign up early and often. Um, we we have an event actually. We have another no limit event this weekend up in Pennsylvania on the Susky. You know, world renowned smallmouth fishery. Uh, we're hoping to hit 150 plus at that one. They had 130 last year. And we've had three others already this year. Uh, We started out in California. He opened us up two years in a row, Mr. Marvin Gota. And he had 183 anglers when he opened up his season this year in California. Do I need to say California one more time? Because the West Coast doesn't usually show out. And he had 183. And then um, I followed him up. I feel like they're picky on which ones they show out for. Yeah, well, I'm glad they're on our side. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't care what their issues are elsewhere. I'm glad they're fishing native. 
But yeah. um, I followed him up in Carolina with 153, and he loved he loved beating me. Um, and then we went up to Michigan with our our buddy Chris, and he had 110. So we've had three really strong events. I think the Susky will be really strong this weekend, and then I'm hoping. This one is 150 plus. I don't see the only thing that I would say that would get in the way of this one is the weather down here has been nuts lately. Um, as far as rain? Not even that. It's just been, I'd say out of the last like 14, 15 days, there's probably been 12 days of severe storms roll through. Yeah. So like it's just been every couple like hours 60, 70 mile an hour gusts, crazy, crazy lightning like. It's just been some crazy run of bad weather. The rain doesn't really turn the people away as much it's but when it gets like that i mean obviously for safety reasons like you know but that'd be the only thing because so far there just hasn't been an end in sight for these pop-up summer severe storms yeah but i still think people will sign up we got hit hard last night which i'm sure you did as well it kind of hit the whole east coast um all the way up to pennsylvania for the susky so but you know we'll see it's really you know it's out of our control right we don't know what's going to happen they're not going to be able to forecast it if you're in that situation, a director is going to tell you to make the safest and smartest decision. And if that means getting off the water, then get off the water and fish when it passes. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that'll help a little bit is 90% of the people that are going to be out there for this event on G are probably fishing in shallower areas, a little easier to get to banks, bridges versus, I mean, you'll have some of them nuts that go offshore, but <laughs> I don't know. Gunnersville is just not the place I like to do that in a kayak. No. Neither's Pickwick. Me and Garrett figured that out real bad. Pickwick's the worst storm I've ever been in. Oh, yeah. And I've only been on Pickwick once. And I called my wife and I said, pull up my location right now. I think I'm in a tornado. And the tornado was like 30 miles upriver from where I was. Oh, God. (laughs) Me and Christine Fisher got stuck, like to the point of getting pelted with hail. And she was still on the water. She couldn't get back to the ramp. And I got out and just sat in my truck. But it was vicious. vicious. Yeah, that's scary. Gunnersville's my worst storm. Uh, fishing an event, bite was going crazy. Pulled up on the bank, stopped use the restroom, and like all hell broke loose. Because <laughs> like it was already Using so the restroom windy. or the weather, the the weather. So I, like, <laughs> I went normally. Normally, as a guy, you know, you're just good where you're at on the water. But it was already so windy. I was like, I'm gonna fall out. So oh, like. Man. So I went to the bank and then it just broke loose. You could hear tornado sirens. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. And apparently, like, it hit the south end of the lake, which I was only north of the dam, like 10 miles. So not that far. And uh, it was it was absolutely crazy. But like the guy that won that tournament pulled under a bridge in the middle of all that chaos and caught like 62 inches under that bridge. It was back when we were doing three fish. Wow. And like while you know, houses and barns are flying everywhere. He's just popping them with a buzz bait under a bridge. Like, wow. <laughs> but no, I think I'm sure it'll, it'll get a turnout, man. There's, I was talking about this. We're, we're getting ready to set up a couple events for uh, next year and later in the year. And Gunners will just draws a crowd. It's not yeah, too far for the Tennessee crew to drive down. It's not a big drive for the Georgia folks to come over. Actually like, speaking of the Tennessee, having the Tennessee Bass Nation, state championship on Gunnersville two weeks after this event. So I'm so thinking it, and it'll be a good be, practice for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that that's like a hundred person event. Um, so well, I'm Joe, thinking Joe, probably be. Joe's been spreading the word down there with all the local clubs. I know there was one local club who 
has an event that day that made it very clear they weren't going to move their event for this event. So I don't know how many they'll pull, but I know, you know, if those guys want to come fish for $1,500 an hour, they'll come fish. Um, but we'll see. You know, it, it's it's yeah. a trial event. Um, we added two of these this year. I, I was nice. joking with you guys backstage. You know, apparently my Carolina event was not officially southeast. So we needed a, a southeastern. I thought I lived in the southeast. I, yeah. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure those Carolina teams are in the SEC, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that, that's but, the rules um, we all go by. Yeah. So we added Gunnersville, and then we gave Texas a shot because they have some great fisheries there. So we're going to Texas in October to Lake Fork. So I think that's going to be absolutely amazing as well. Yeah. And that's how we'll end our season, and then we'll regroup and see what 2024 looks like. I know I'm going to change some things here in the Carolinas for my event next season, and we'll see what we can do nationwide next year. But definitely, um, definitely looking forward to coming down and getting away for a weekend. So, absolutely, man. I'm, I've been, uh, I keep, I've been super busy, but like I keep, it pops in my head. So then I'm like, check the date. Do I have that date yeah, off? Yeah, you can sign yeah. up now if you want. I'll I need it. to. I need to. That way I don't like plan anything else around it, like work or something like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely not work. Yeah. I'm gonna have to but, uh, check on my commitments. Well, let me let me ask you well, guys. Your, your commitment is asleep yeah. in the other room. Your commitment is different. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I gotta I gotta run it by the old lady for that one. Good luck. <laughs> what's it gonna take to win? What do you think? What what's overall big bass gonna be, and what is what's the total first place inches gonna be? I'd say overall big bass. <clears throat> I'm gonna say like a. 22 and three quarters or something. See, I was going to say 23 and a half. Okay. So we're not going to hit that 24. I don't, the 24s, I don't see them as much come from there this time of year. I usually see those just big, stupid fish in the spring. Okay. Like, and and I I say, see, like I'm catching them. Like I follow the boat tournaments and everything that happens out there. You see the big, big ones in the spring, but in the summer going into the fall, you usually see a lot of the 20 to 23. So I think someone will find like a really big 23, 23 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I can see that too. Overall. I would think it's gotta be a, you know, like 300. Cause I think, I mean, you get in some of these, like there's some spots on Gunnersville. It's like almost like crappie fishing. You're just going to find that area where the, the 6 million 12 inches are just hanging out around three rocks. Or 14 inches, I'm sorry. 14 inches. That's yeah. the yeah. difference right there. Yeah. That's the difference because you could have a day of 12s and it's not going to matter on August 26th. It got to be a little bit bigger. I like I mean, that I, too. I've always I know wanted to do a, a few springs I've hit on Gunnersville where it's just loaded with 15 to 17 inch fish. That Those are the ones I'm that I've really done yeah. right there. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and tell you if you're going to where I think you're going, I'm not going this time. Yeah, I don't, I'm going I don't somewhere know about else. Going there, but it, it's failed us know. like the last three trips. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think yeah, like twenty three and a half and a three hundred. Cool, because I do think someone will just beat on them with a wacky worm. Yeah, trying to think I mean, what it would what would it take to get three hundred? Like how many fish total is that? If it was fourteen average, I mean I don't math, bro. Well, that's why I'm a fisherman. You know, let's say fifteen average. So we're looking at twenty fish. Twenty yeah. fish. I think somebody will top that. I think I think somebody will get to like 400, somewhere in that range. So like 30, 15s, give or take? Yeah. Well, and then like something, you know, to think about now that you say it, you know, 20, 15s. It's like I fish out there, well, not lately, but 
normally I fish out there a good bit and like you typically are catching 15 and up. Yeah. Like not size wise, you mean? Yeah. I don't go out there. You, I mean, you catch a couple of rats normally, but like I can think of plenty of trips all different times of the year when you come back and a 16 is your smallest mm-hmm. and you had a good, you know, 10 fish day. So now, there's a couple places where you can get into like schools of spotted bass and just catch them like one after the other. Um, and that might be for and, people listening. I honestly think that might be the play. Yeah. Like well, if you're looking to win an hour. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. looking to win an hour, obviously like frogging in the mats and the thick grass. Yeah. But if you're looking to like put it to rest, you catch one of them schools coming through a bridge and throw a spook and it's over. Yeah. Like Ooh, you just you just put some good information out. It's okay because <laughs> seven hundred boats will be doing the same thing while you're trying to do it. So, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> good luck. But it, uh, I've had I've had days out there. I remember the first time it happened, blew my mind, where I sat under the same bridge at the same bridge pylon with a spook for like four hours, and just just boom 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 boom. It's like you know, every time the wind would pick up, the fish would turn on. You'd catch five, ten, fifteen round you know, 14 to 16 inches, then it die. Then, I mean, you may have been catching the same fish over and over again, but you would just wear that school out just as, like, awesome. I literally, it didn't end. I got sick of doing it. And That's I like, crazy. I gave a kid on the bank, the spook and I went home. Like I was done. I was like, I've done this enough, but buzzbait was really good that time of year. Yeah. So, another one. It'll be cool. You'll see a lot of different takes on how to, I mean, you always do when you fish gunners a little bit like, the fact that there's multiple ways to make some money during this, you're really going to mm-hmm. see people like you can all over the 100% place too, fish your strength and have a chance. Yeah. So, yeah. Personally, I probably just be chasing an hour and try to win a couple hours. So we don't, we don't have a lot of multiple hour winners. Obviously it, it has happened, but it's, it's yeah. nice as a director to see eight different people go home with an hour. That's pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it can definitely happen. So, and it's well worth going for it. Yeah. It's $2,000. Man, I have, I have a guy right now and I doubt he listens to this, but I'll go ahead and say his name, Randall Wallace. If there is an event on Gunnersville, he fishes it. He will fish the frog and he will beat most everyone. He was the back-to-back Spro tournament winner. Like dude has got it on Gunnersville. Yeah, he's I would put money on him. I would be bold enough to say three hours. Really? Yeah. And not like, obviously he can't hold fish, but like I've watched, I've watched him and scored these events that he's in and it happens in flurries. It's never like all in the morning or he catches a hundred inches in an hour. It hits three or four flurries during the day. So I think he, if his spot is on, he might like, and they're just big fish there. It's just a freaky area and it has done him well. And I'm pretty sure that's probably where he was at the TVKA event last year or last weekend. And he did good. So I don't know. I'd, I'd make a side bet that I, I guarantee you if he enters it, which I don't see why he wouldn't, unless he's out of the country that he'll, he'll at least get an hour and probably three of them. Awesome. But well, yeah, man, is there anything else you wanted to share about me about this coming up or anything at all? No, so I just want to, you know, thank the guys for welcoming us down there. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight. I am going to be in town. It is going to be me hosting this event, the Carolina Boy traveling down. Awesome. Where, where, yeah. where's the, where is it happening at? It's at Goose Pond. Cool. Okay. At the convention yeah. center. No, or are y'all doing it at the arena? 
at the it's in, it's an indoor facility. It's not the convention center. I have okay. the address. Tell cool. me if this, you know. Again, I'm coming from out of town, so it's hard for me to know Let's exactly. Pull that off of memory, yeah. Uh, I have it right here, though, and of course, it's not right here now. But but uh, so I'm staying. I can tell you where I'm staying. Anglers Retreat Cabins. Okay. They are they are hooking us up with a discount. I uh, got to thank Mountain Lakes Chamber of Commerce for helping us out with everything, bringing us into town. And um, I can't find the address. I don't know why, but yeah, we're at Goose Pond. I, the address is posted in the event. I promise. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's but, cool. Um, I, I figured it was either most most play people go to Goose Pond. It's kind of like the place you go if you're going to have yeah. a big tournament. I'm curious to know the place though, because uh, I I know the convention center is like basically like two blocks from the thing i didn't know they had another indoor facility so that'd be cool to know Convention center was sold out so um it was taken for that event so he gave me another indoor facility hey well the people of alabama appreciate you getting us out of that humid just terrible heat that it's gonna be happening especially in august it's love you all but it was for me i promise (laughs) (laughs) you can benefit from it but it was for me because i'm gonna sweat like no other but yeah we'll be on site um you have to come back to the venue for to to win your prizes uh we have some awesome catch products trophies the mini bumps for first second and third in black we'll have frame certificates for fourth through tenth place and uh kayaks will most likely not be on site, but if I can swing it, I'll make it happen. They'll be on site. I'm still waiting on confirmation from Native Watercraft. So they may be on site. They may be at the local dealer. I'll have all that information as we get closer. But that Friday night, I'll be in town. We'll be doing a live virtual captain's meeting going over some of the, the general rules. If anybody has any questions, um, you guys will need to print out the Native Watercraft identifier tag for this event. You will give you your ID code on Friday night. And then going back to how we started with a simple fun event, it's a one-day banger. So you're going to go out. You're going to give it all you got for eight hours. We're going to come back. We're going to reconvene. We're going to hang out. And then you guys are going to head home. So pretty simple. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I like it. Yeah, like the one-day one's a lot easier to convince the the wife than a a (laughs) two-day. I'm still not hopeful for you coming, Garrett, but good luck, brother. Uh, It's going to take a... A miracle. That's what it is. A miracle. The way way you do it is you'd be like, you know what? I think it's a good time that your mom comes in town and gets to spend time with you and the baby. Oh, yeah. Luckily, luckily her mom and my mom both live like within 30 minutes. So you got it out. You can do it. (laughs) Nice. Well, uh, Vinny, man, it was great to have you on and uh, hope to have you back on. Uh, I know we've got a, another show um, getting ready to fire up another segment um, that's all about tournament directors. So I'm sure we'll those guys will have you back on the Paddle and Fin Network, talk you about that. And we shout out the Queen City Club all the time in our recap. And I've had those guys on a few different times. And uh, thank you. But it was good to finally get to talk sure. to you. I think I've got to talk to you maybe one other time a few years back. I can't even remember. But yeah. I'm not sure. I've done yeah. paddling fin with Daniel Perry, I believe. And I think I was on that one because that was when he was hosting this show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I may yeah. have been I may have been on that one, but I can't remember. But uh it was good to have you for sure and shine some light on this. I'm I'm excited about it. Um I think it's gonna be a good time. And if you hopefully can, I get uh... to hang out with you on stage and you hand me a thousand dollar check. <laughs> Regardless, come shake a hand on Friday. Oh no, yes, Saturday afternoon. Damn, See sure. if you can uh, convince Native to bring down a couple uh, tidy, Titan X's. To show yeah, off. good luck. 
Listen, yeah. I, I'm first on the order list, okay? So man. I don't have mine. You're not getting yours. <laughs> man, I, I told my shop owner today. I was like, he's like, how was it? And I was like, with the first one that's, because they've already made their order apparently. Yeah. Um, And I told him, I was like, first one rolls in the door. I don't care what color it is. It's mine. Like, I don't, well, that's awesome don't care. Yeah. So uh, the team that, the, the team of directors behind the No Limit series is essentially the same team that designed that book. So very nice. Appreciate your support. I, I was lucky enough to be part of that design team. It was it was awesome to be a part of it. While we were building it, I was like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna get this boat. I don't think I need it. And then when it came to life at iCast, well, we saw it a couple days before, but when it really came to life, I sold my Titan immediately and I was like, send it when it's ready. Because <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pumped up about it. So I'm not a motor guy, which if you follow Queen City, you probably know that, but I do own a motor yeah. and I fish bass a little bit, so you know you need the motor. Um, but that will be my motor kayak moving forward. For sure. Once, once I it's get my. It's definitely got a, a solid platform for motors. Yeah. You know, no, it wasn't nothing against you know any anybody that was designing because I don't don't know most of those guys at all. But when we got to iCast and Ramel had it, and Ramel's had a hand in it a little bit and oh, yeah. and rigged it up, and I was like, oh man, Ramel, Ramel, Ramel makes things you know great like his his mind is just yeah like on it so when i saw that i was already like god damn it i guess i gotta grab one <laughs> like <laughs> so and then like hanging out with him at icast and him showing me some details and talking it up and everything i, I think I, it's yeah. time to let the hobie go for a little while i think it's yeah. gonna be really good i think it, it has a lot of like small when you first look at it but awesome features right like yeah simple the catchboard placement right that's huge for all of us who kayak who tournament fish you know just little things like that and then we made battery areas the battery areas the horizontal rod storage for sure you don't have the foot steering like it's just a lot of little things that really came to life and i'm very excited to get in one this is the least amount of kayaks i've had in the garage in i don't know how many years probably like eight years we just got rid of our manta rays i got rid of my titan 12 so it's just the max 12 and a half, the max 10, and we're waiting on the tight next. That's sick. They still Do they yeah. still have a projected uh, date? I know it was fall. Yeah, dealers are posting their pre-orders for like October right now. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, I thought I saw something about October. but Yeah, I saw a dealer post today. I don't know exactly where it was. I was just scrolling, and it said pre-orders for October. So I know my local shop that I work with said October. So who knows? Could be September, could be November, but hopefully before the year's out, and we, you know we can jump in it and do some cool videos. Greg did a great video walkthrough, which I'm yeah. sure you know you saw it live. So I didn't yeah. get down there, but it um I'm excited for it. Obviously, you can probably hear by my tone. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, everybody listening, you'll know when they've uh, hit the Nashville location because I will have a for sale post as soon as it happens. So. <laughs> you better get it out now and just get it ready. Love it. I love it even more that you're selling a Hobie to get it. Just saying. I, I, man, we've said it. We talked about it a lot down there. Uh, when, because that, you know, there was some buzz. You know, you know, people in the industry, they were like, they did a Titan redesign. And I was like, well, yeah, but. And it's like, I loved my Titan, but it was slow on the pedals and yep. it was heavy, like yep. stupid heavy. Hobies are heavy, but Hobies are balanced. And the Hobie drive works good. I don't, I don't mind a crank drive. But it was just like, yeah. And we've always said it. If they ever change the change the Titan up, made it possibly a little bit faster in a drier ride, 
I'd 100% jump right back in one. I'm not dedicated to the Hobie like some of these folks are. Yeah. And when uh when we walked up to the on the water presentation, and I uh they had they had one out, and then they had the uh well no I don't remember if they had it on the on the water. I can't remember. I know I remember that was when Romel first our first was Romel was there. And then we we immediately ran inside because I had a vendor pass. So we immediately ran inside and went to the booth and looked at the one that Greg did the video of that was and I was just like, Daggummit, I gotta swap everything over and <laughs> start a new project. And <laughs> well, luckily yeah, well, it looks like know, it's pretty easy to 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 rig it. It looks yes. very very friendly to rig. Romel rigged it out of a suitcase. Yeah. So oh wow. That's you what know, I said. He's like, this is two years in a row I've done this crap at iCast. Just rig a boat out of a suitcase. <laughs> wow. So you don't know, obviously, until you, you use it. And I haven't used it. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you all. Yeah. Um, but we designed it to be faster. We designed it to be drier. So hopefully we hit both of those marks. And, and I do believe we did based on what I know about the floor height and the hull design. So it is heavy. We're not, you're not getting around that, right? A boat that you're going to slap a motor on and multiple power poles and multiple 12 inch graphs and multiple 60 amp hour Dakota lithium yeah. battery. It has to be heavy. It has to be. So it is going to be heavy. You're not going to get away from that part, but hopefully it's a little bit smoother. And realistically, you're putting a motor on it anyway. So you're not going to feel the, the speed difference. I can tell you on a max 12 and a half versus a Titan 12 with a Newport NK 180, it's like 0.3 mile an hour difference. Yeah. So, what are you feeling? You're not feeling it, right? It, yeah. What it's come down to for a lot of boats is like a lot of people think about top speed. It's torque, which the NK 300 is stupid. Um, I need and, one. So Ramel, yeah. One. I think he's probably sick of people saying the same, saying that. Like, yeah, because we all were like, hey, yeah, I know, <laughs> I've been rocking the NK 180 for a long time. It's yeah. 300, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's about the torque and like how fast a boat can get up to speed and um, how efficient it is at speed. And I think it'll like, cause I, you know, a lot of people are looking at the features on top. I was actually like in the booth under it, like, yeah, like looking like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I mean, everybody knows the old shape of the Titan had the big, the big like U shape underneath, which was like, what gives it its stupid stability. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was looking at that one and I don't know, I got high hopes for it. Uh, you know, talking to a couple people, already got some speed numbers out of it, talking to Ramel and those guys. So, like, for a lot of people, they're going to be like, oh, that's not that much different. But it is. So. Yeah, and and if it's drier, which it should be, and you get all the bonus features, you'd be crazy to not jump on it. And that, that new seat? You like that? You know, I new canoe guy, you know, we know – and when I saw again, that was what the first conversation with Ramel was. He said, "Hey, did you see the seat?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." So that <laughs> Me and was him were on the new canoe team together. So, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, that was one of my things, right? When I just said until it came to life. So when we designed the swivel seat, and I was like, "Ah, do we really need that?" But then I saw it, and I was like, "Hell yeah, we need that. Why don't we need that?" Yeah. I have awesome. always. It's not. <laughs> I love my new canoes. I, I'm, I'm not a knock at new canoes. Not why I left. No hard feelings. No bad blood. Just wanted something different. I do not understand why more companies did not play with, especially like so many boats are super stable now. Yeah, that the swivel seat is not even dangerous at all. I mean, like. Yeah. You can turn your seat sideways and just casually fish and relax and kick back. And I've been waiting right. for some. I mean, I know Feel Free kind of did it, but 
they didn't yeah. get a lot of the hype and love. Well, they, they've I really got like a, that the one that Native does is it locks. It, it locks has the lock back. on it. But yeah. you could always add the lock to the the new canoe. Um, I personally, I'm not a fan of a lock because <clears throat> I so like if I'm paddling, I do it like a traditional like an Olympic paddler would where this, I move the seat back and forth a little bit. And then I'm really big about like kicking, like kind of crooked. And then when I sit up, I straighten right back. It's just like, I'm sitting in this office chair. So for yeah. me, like I move a lot. So like the first thing I would probably do is rig that lock to not work. Like, to be honest, <laughs> it's like, I will break that off just so it doesn't lock anymore. But I know for a lot of people that'll, you know, they're, they want to have control of their situation while they're in that seat. And that's a huge factor and it works really good. I played with it at iCast. It worked great. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's a great boat, man. I think native is going to hit it out of the park with that. So props to all y'all that had, had a hand in it. I'm excited. I've been waiting for it. Slayer max was cool, but Titan was, you know, my, my jam. I've been waiting for a Titan update. Yeah. The only, you know, I, I ran the Titan for, I think two straight seasons. When I started running with uh, the Hobie Bass Open Series and I needed that speed in a man-powered setup, you know, I had to go with the Max. And the Max is great, don't get me wrong, but there's just something about that Titan platform that you just can't compete with. You can't compete with. When you can put your foot up on the edge and flip a jig just like you're standing on the front of a 21-foot, you know, fiberglass bass boat, it, it you just love that feeling. So he, he and I have got a buddy, Chris. Chris had like three or four-inch risers on his Titan seat, and he would stand in the seat and flip and like, He'd spin yep. around in the seat, standing in it like the boat's stable. Like, oh, I I used to do, I, I'm about like six inches taller than Chris, and I used to do the same thing. Yeah, what what are you like six two? Uh, I was like I don't know six one or something like that. Well, I forget yeah. Chris is tiny, so but like he's like two what two eighty? Like, you're a big yeah. guy, yeah. and like he'll he'd stand up in it. Like I had the risers, and I'd stand in the seat and yeah. bed fish from it. Exactly, it's crazy. Yeah. So, well, I'm looking forward to it, man. Well, this was a this was fun. I'm glad we got to go talk to you, talk about all sorts of different things. Just a quick recap, folks, if you're listening and you're still here with us. We got Vinny here talking about the No Limit Big Bass Power Hour. It's coming up uh, August 26th, or is it 19th? 26th, yep. 26th of August, $125 entry fee. You can win Big Fish an Hour for $1,000 plus the bonus prizes. You can win the overall prize. There's boats being given away. It's going to be a fun time, and I... I, I mean, it's something different. If you're getting tired of, you know, grinding through your tournament season, chasing that AOI, maybe stuff's not been going your way. Come spend the day, hang out, way less stress, fish how you want, fish on Lake Gunnersville. Yeah. yeah and just win some money and go home. Yep. Awesome. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on. It's been fun and won't keep you any longer, but uh, hope to have you back on soon, brother. Anytime. Thanks for the invite. Congrats on the new baby again, and we'll chat I soon. Appreciate guys. it. All right. Appreciate Hope it. Hope to see you down there. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, now I'm fired up to fish. I knew if I hadn't had a had the grind to go fish lately, just because it's like work, side work, work, side work. I'm just I tired go every day. Right now. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but uh, this is. I knew if I got to hit up a podcast, it'd it'd fire me back up a little bit. Like I almost went fishing the other day and was getting my gear together and realized that somehow, even though I did not fish at ICAST, I lost a reel in mm. that trip. Cause I had a loose Corrado greenie that I grabbed before I left for my backup rod in case we went through in big swim baits. Yeah. I 
have no clue where that reel is. I have torn my truck apart. I have torn my house apart. I have asked everybody we went with. Uh, the, my my guess is that one one morning I may have opened the passenger door. It may have fell out. I may have never heard it. Mm. Yeah, and that sucks because it was in a like a real Corrado Greeny that I got for nothing, and it's gone. Dang. So yeah, that that would hurt. I'm mad. Well, but I'm about to uh, order a new reel because I also lost my watch charger while I was down there, and I was telling my wife I was making a joke, and I was like, as soon as I buy one, I'll find the damn thing. I literally. X'd out my Amazon order after buying it, looked down, and it was around the leg of my office chair. Yeah, maybe that'll happen if you order. Yeah, that's what I, so I'm going to buy a new reel, and then maybe this reel pops appear. back up. Because I would much rather yeah. have that greenie than the Corrado MGL that I'm about to order. Like, no offense to the Corrado MGL. It's a great reel. I want my greenie back. Like, <laughs> Man, uh, I got one of those new Bates Hundo reels. Uh, and it's Too bad you can't awesome. use it. Uh, I used it the other day. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like you recent, like, like just I used got it, it that that trip that I went out. Yeah, uh, dude, first two fish on it was two twenty one and a half back to back. Nice. Uh, What's the price point on that one? Three seventy five. Say it quietly so your wife doesn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome reel, dude. It's super light. Like the combo that I got it on right now is like nine and nine point four ounces. Uh, like the whole cover. thing? Yeah, the whole thing. Well, Shit. I mean that's not counting the line and all that, but right. The rod and reel is nine point four ounces. Jesus. Yeah, it feels like a feather in your hand. That's just like uh, we've said it on here before, and I can't wait to get into stuff like this when I fire up the gear review show. I'm not looking for that, like. When I grab one, I immediately know how, like, wow, this is quality. Yeah. This is lightweight. But that's just like, I like a little weight in my hand. Like, I like to have that little bit of beef in my palm. Like, I yeah. want it to be balanced, but like, I don't know. I just, some I, guys are chasing that, that way, but now I'm starting to lean towards like, I really like this light setup because it just feels comfortable and easy to throw all day. And as, as my, some of the guys like, I have more like that that caveman like <laughs> i don't know like viking like thing where it's like you know i need something heavy manly yeah yeah you know? that's just kind of how i am like i don't like a small hammer i want a big hammer i want it it feels like, like you're gonna break it or something it's, i think yeah that's and i think that's what like I, I used like i've used a i couldn't tell you because i don't know the loomis is that well but i used yeah. a really nice light loomis combo with a, a lightweight dial on it one time and like me trying to like whip it and like loop cast it like I do. I feel like I was going to sling the tip off of it. Like if I mess up and just touch something wrong, I'm going to shatter this rod. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That just like scares me. And then like Gary, Gary Dobbins talks about like, like with his blanks, it's like the more money you spend, the lighter it gets, you know, the more feel it has, but the more fragile it is. Yeah. So that's where like his middle of the range rods have, been the well, staple because the he thing. gets so much this, sensitivity uh, this rod it's on it's the the new trica series rods the, the 3x series yeah uh, which are retailing for 200 a piece so they're cheaper than which is that's a good price yeah and it's like a super light does it have the echo it, chamber in it uh no it's it's a little different the blank goes all the way through the end on these um, that's cool but it's still a super lightweight rod and it has a split grip uh handle instead of the full grip which I think that they, the way that they did the split grip is I like it better than the full grip. Um, 
it, it's really comfortable. So. Heck yeah. If y'all don't know I'm what we're talking about, about go check out our previous episode where me and G talked about uh, the Trika rods. It was a Trika and Yaziri episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give a quick shout out to my boy Andrew Hayes over at the Tackle Talk podcast. Um, I was listening to his like two and a half hour show on his uh, iCast coverage. Yeah. Um, go check out the new stuff Fenwick's doing. Fenwick, yeah. Fenwick dropped 200, I think, and 44 new rods at iCast. 244 yes they have been working on a complete company redo of all of their rod series and they saved every bit of it for icast this year and they released every single one of them i guess i think it was was either four or six series and 244 blanks it was stupid and then he got he got their rod designer on his podcast and talked with him and like Mm. again fenwick in the 80s and 90s was you know what you wanted and yeah. then it's kind of blurred out. Well, they have taken a step because pure fish, I think it's pure fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Pure fishing. Berkeley and all, all yeah. these companies. Have you, yeah. They'd wanted to re up Fenwick and like just revamp it. And they did it. And some of them rods, I mean, some of them are stupid priced, mm-hmm. like high, but they're stupid high end. But he goes into detail about like why this, you know, 200 to $300 rod that's the same. St- you know, the same specs as the higher series, but maybe a different blank or a different real seat. Why you could get away with it for this. It's just, it's a really good episode. If uh, yeah, that's really you cool. like gear talk, go listen to tackle talk podcast, go to his iCast one. <clears throat> and I think it's about 45 minutes to an hour into it. Check out him talking with the rod designer with Fenwick. Um, he's got some talk about the new Shimano reels in there. The new, like, I think it's the new, like $900 Shimano or poison Adrena or whatever. Wow. Yeah, it's a stupid priced rod. You won't see me using it. No. First thing I do is close it in my door. Yeah. For nine hundred dollars, it better kick my door in. Yeah. That's that's what I like about these. Uh, that's that's new series of the tracker ones. Or I, I feel comfortable beating them up if I have to. Yeah. I'd like rather not, but I I do beat beat up all my stuff. That's so. you know kayak fishing's rough on rods. Um, that's one thing I like about the Dobbins is like. I'm sure I broke plenty of them, but it's, you know, I've had a handful of them. That was where I bought them from because they all broke in the same exact place. Mm-hmm. Um, I snatched guides off like nobody's business. Um, yeah. And it's not it's how he puts them in. Hand. Yeah, yeah, shut up. That was <laughs> yeah. bad, dude. I lost a rod. No, I lost my you net, lost... broke a rod, and ripped a guide off of one. Yeah. <laughs> and I still haven't bought that damn net replacement. And I don't plan on it anytime soon. But uh, I've been using this Ranger net and I freaking love it. I'm just not going to use a net anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to how I I'm used about to, do to send you a video after we get off and you'll be, you'll, it'll convince you to want to use a net. <laughs> well, uh, before we get out of here, let's, uh, let's knock out this tournament recap. I got, oh, got yeah, quite yeah, a I forgot few. we had that. Yeah. So here we go. First up, the Foothill Kayak Anglers on Lake Norman in North Carolina. 52 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Cameron Saxon with 53 and three quarters. Second place, Bobby Bowers with 53 and a half. And third place, Ryan Brenneman with 53. So really tight finish there. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than an inch for the first through third. Uh, next up's the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail. Uh, best five challenge. It's a three-day event. Your five best bass across the three days. Um, 56 anglers, first place, Chris Vodawick, French Canadian. I'm not sure. Um, 
101 and a quarter inches up in Canada. What? Yeah. All Second place, now? probably. I don't have the pictures because yeah. it's not a Tourney X post, but I don't know. They get good large largemouth up there. I remember having them guys on and them talking about I it. I don't think that you get enough to get 100 inch worth of largemouth. I think no it's got to be small enough. But uh, second place, Thomas Polesny with 98 and a half. Sorry, brother. Third place, Adam <laughs> Hammond with 97 and a half. Next up, Kayak Angles. going to cover a, a, one of those events? We need to do it soon before they freeze up because it's got to be getting yeah. close. Like, I yeah. remember them saying September is like end of season. Uh, next up, right. Kayak Anglers of Laura Highlands on Shawnee Lake, 38 anglers, five fish limit. This was a tough one. First place, David Gallagher with 79 and a half. Second place, Keaton Voitley with 77 and a quarter. And third place, Nate Hall with 76 and a half. Nice. Uh, moving on from there, the South, Southern West Virginia Kayak Anglers two-day event on the New River and Greenbrier River. Um, one day on the New River, one day on the Greenbrier River. Angler gets to choose which day they do which. Um, your best 10, so five from each place. First place, Eric Cormack. Ooh. 150 and a quarter for his two day total of 10 fish. So 73 inches, you know, 70, 75 kind of average. So tough, tough, tough fishing. Um, Second place, Joe Gill with 143 and three quarters. Third place, Mark Edwards with 141 and a quarter. You saw that up the Hobie event too, right? It had a little bit of tough, tough fishing for a lot of people. Oh yeah. That, that, that one was tough, tough. Um, I wish I'd pulled that one up. Um, Next up, the Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers on Lake Gunnersville, 31 anglers, three fish limit. My man, Joe McElroy, 60 and three quarters. Talked about him earlier. Second place, Randall Wallace, also with 63 quarters. Tiebreaker was a big fish. Third place, oh, Dustin Wade. Randall was... lost the tiebreaker on that? Shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Third place, Dustin Wade with 60 inches. And again, if you go check that one out on Tourney X, there was a bunch of big fish called that one. Bunch of good limits. What was the, uh, do you know what the tiebreaker big fish was? I can look it up. I can't remember. I looked at it when it happened. I saw the recap, but yeah. I couldn't tell you now. I, I uh, I'll let you look that up. And I'm going to hit this one. So we just had right. him on. Uh, Vinny and the Queen City Kayak Bass Fisher Bass Fishing Event, Lake Fontana, 33 anglers with their four fish limit. First place, Jeremy Heath with 68 and three quarters. Second place, Caleb Crawford with 67 and a quarter. Third place, Drew Steele with 67 and a quarter. All right, I got I got it for you. It's a All right, what was the tiebreaker? A 21 and a half and a 21 and a quarter. A uh, quarter of an inch. A quarter inch. That sucks. Yeah. Just by the number of good fish caught in that event lets me think that this no limit thing is going to be nuts. Like someone Mm. might go out there and have 300 inches and like, you know, like sub 15 fish. Like, yeah, it could be sick. Um, but like the big bass of the whole event looks like it was a 22. Okay. So like I said, no (laughs) big freakies, but a lot of the 20 to 22s. I'm surprised there wasn't a 23, but. It makes me feel I, better. Every, better every event I've ever though. fished on Gunnersville, I don't know if I've ever seen a 23 win, except for like that one in the spring. Yeah. Uh, but like later on in the year, it's always like a 22 something that wins yeah. big fish. Uh, well, uh, 
Next up on the list, my local club, North Alabama Kayak Anglers and the Coosa River Kayak Anglers came together and fished Weiss Lake in center Alabama. 31 anglers on that one, five fish limit. First place, my boy and our teammate, Spencer Miller, with 85 and a half. Uh, beating out second place Blake Robertson, who also had 85 and a half, but it also went to the big fish uh, tiebreaker. And I think Spencer had him by a quarter of an inch. Uh, kind of nuts. But And in yeah. third place, uh, David Mayfield was 79 and a half. And it's pretty cool. So those three guys, after this event, um, AOI comes up, and they're, they are second fourth and fifth in AOI, I think, or second, third, and fourth. So top three finishing right there. And it's, you know, running down the AOI race. So it was kind of cool. Next up, the kayak anglers of Missouri on bull shoals in uh, obviously in Missouri. There you go, dummy. Uh, 31 anglers, first place, Lyle Dupe with 87 and three quarters. Second place, Tommy Probst with 83 and a quarter. And then a huge fall off to third place with John Stickley with 69 and a half. So must have been some tough fishing. Uh, next up, the Miniac Elite Trail Stop, Twin City Smackdown. A uh, bunch of bodies of water avail- uh, eligible in this one. Co-event with the Slay Nation folks. 40 anglers. First place, Kyle Zhang with 97 and a half. Second place, Chiming Vang with 94. I'm struggling. Third place, Jake Kaiser with 93 and a half. Having a stroke on camera. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Sticks Nebraska Kayak Series on Lake Wanahoo. 26 anglers. First place, Andy Moore with 81 inches. Second place, Sam Kennett with 79 and a quarter. Third place, Chris Longshore with 72 and a half. Uh, next up from there, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association Monster Toad Kayak Bass Fishing Tournament. 35 anglers. First place, Sombath Her with 95 and three quarter. Second place, Ken Estrada with 84 and three quarters. Third place, Leslie Kivdera with 81 and three quarters. Some interesting last names. I love it. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Washington Kayak Bass Fishing Tour event on Moses Lake in Washington. That's insane to think about bass fishing as northwest as you can get in our yeah, country. Yeah, we've, we've covered a, well, we've had a few on the, on the reel down on this part, at least. Uh, yeah. From Washington. And some good limits coming out of there. I think we've had a couple of. Yeah, a couple decent like 90 limits. 90-something inch limits that want it. And this one's uh, you know, Trey Potts with the win on that one, 80 and three quarters. Uh, second place, Joshua Duggar with 80. And third place, Scythe Mal with 79 and a half. Really cool. Um, all right, here's a fun one. The uh, Kayak Anglers of San Antonio Kitty Pole Tournament for the Fanatic mm-hmm. Angler Foundation. Any kitty poles... Um, 34-inch length maximum, no dock demons and micros, not accepted. open face kitty poles, not accepted. The Fanatic Angler Foundation is a nonprofit organization that organizes and conducts fishing clinics, promotes angler education, fostering the knowledge and skills of fishing while reinforcing the importance of stewardship and outdoor ethics. The organization aims to bring people in our communities back to the great outdoors by combining an appreciation for the sport of fishing with a respect for one of our greatest natural resources, water. Um, so there was a kids division and an adult division. I have no clue which one I have the scores for. Um, 36 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Taylor Strange with 68 and three quarters, which I feel like is respectable when you're using the kid pole. Mm-hmm. Second place, Rolando Nand- Yeah. <laughs> Second place, Rolando Nandine. So Rolando, yeah. 58 inches, second place with a kitty pole. <laughs> and 
Third place, Fernando Wolf with 56 and three quarters. That's awesome. And next up on the list, the kayak, yeah, California Slay Nation on Eastman Lake. 29 inches on that, four fish limit. Oh boy. First place, Eli Varig with 38 inches. For four fish? Four fish. Second place, David Oyn with 23 and a half. And third place, Salvador Arceo yeah, with 17 inches. Struggle. There were only 14 fish caught in the whole event. Yeah, that was a grinder for sure. Yeah, I would have went home on that one. Uh, three more left. First up, the Kayak Fishing Utah Bass Tool in Rockport Reservoir, 46 anglers. First place, Richard Conley with 66 inches. That's a five fish limit, so another struggle. Second place, Cayman Resmussen with 64 and three quarters. Third place, Jeff Payne with 64. Moving on from there, you got the SoCal Kayak Anglers on El Capitan, 49 anglers. First place, Brandon Cabrales with 84 inches. Second, Ryan Ramirez with 77 and three quarter. And third place, Braden Santo with 76 and a half. And, uh, the man Joe Ma that came in 25th place caught a big 25 and a quarter. So Callie's still got the big ones out there. Yes, sir. And then last but not least, it was the. Oh, never mind. Sorry. That was the last one. So good job for the SoCal guys. Yeah. Um, I w- did want to mention that uh, Jackson or event, the uh, midsummer catch recap. event, the charity yeah. tournament. Yeah, give us that recap. Yeah, uh, well, I may be mentioning this because I'm bragging a little. (laughs) That's Uh, definitely why he's mentioning it. Not about all the (laughs) money that was raised for the people that needed it, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it was cool. So um, what he did was he, the guys that all won placed in it, he uh, had them pick a charity that they wanted to donate to, and they donated whatever their winnings would have been to set charity so um have it had it pulled up here a second ago and he lost it yeah Uh, i had i had done heroes on the water for mine because i was kind of stressed he asked me was asking me this in the middle of uh labor so i I can't believe you were on your phone (laughs) well there we had a lot of downtime in between doctors and nurses running in and stuff so uh yeah i was like all right well i'll, I'll just do this one um but yeah so like the top five all picked a charity that they wanted to donate to um they had madison brown charity 700 dollars for um first place that was Derek miller with 112 and a half inches yeah <laughs> Monster, monster slamming on them. Um, and then second, and this place, was a month long, just so everybody knows. So that guy probably caught all that in a month. No, I think it was only three days, right? Oh, no, yeah. that is right. Yeah, it was three days. Yeah, it was the 28th. So that's still impressive. The then. That's still stupid, impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang, I don't know if anybody's gonna catch. I looked at that, I think he caught it on Friday because it opened on Friday. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the last weekend of the. And I don't know if anybody's going to catch that. Like, I'll go out and try. So the next morning I went out Saturday morning and I caught 103 inches. <laughs> I was like, dude, uh, I was like, I'm going to give this guy a run for my money, for his money. But uh, I think it was 103 inches with a 14 and a half in my limit. So 
Uh, I was one good fish from catching him. Uh, At least being in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, but still, 112 and a half inches is insane. And I don't know where he's from or where. I'm going to take a bet and say Texas. Texas. Actually, yeah, I think he is. I think I looked him up later. I was like, I want to, I want to be curious. Um, yeah, so 112 and a half. And I had 103. And he did, I, I did Heroes on the Water for my uh, charity I picked. And then third place was Brian Howe with 95 inches. And he did Keep Texas Beautiful. Uh, $300 going to that. And then um, you had Danny Gann with 91 and three quarter inches. And he did uh, Autism Anglers. And then after that, you had uh, Marty Hughes with 88 and a quarter inches. And he picked uh, Auburn six piece program. That's awesome. Pretty cool that they kind of spread it out and let them pick where, where that money was going to. Yeah. Well, anything else we for this one, buddy? Again. No, I'm, I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. Hey, you got to talk about fishing. Got to take a little bit of break for being a dad. <clears throat> yeah, I heard him crying a second ago in the background. I was like feeling bad about taking a second to step away, but. Ah, well, you can go be a dad again. We'll close it up. But, folks, we appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. It's glad that we both got to be back and get a show in and yeah. you know, more shows to come. We're going to keep them rolling as best we can with your schedule is going to be crazy. And I've just been trying to catch up on a bunch of work. But we're still here, folks, and we're trying to we're trying to keep bringing it to you. We still love all y'all and appreciate sure. all y'all support. So, until next week, we appreciate you coming back to the Paddle and Fin Network. Make sure you go get signed up for that Big Bass Power Hour event, and we will see you next time. We'll see it. Peace. Mm-hmm.